in this episode, there will be guarantees. Listen out for them, listeners. <laughs> Uh-oh. I don't even know what these are, Jeff. Nope, because I have taken over as the host. Yes. And therefore, Thanks, we Jeff. are going to start this episode off right because this is Jeff. This is Brett. And we're just talking about Star Wars all the time on the Skywalk. <laughs> What's up, Milkwalkers? <laughs> So, Jeff, I, th- I think I know we <laughs> joked about you hosting this episode, but no, no, no. So, what's up, <laughs> Move Gears? <laughs> but Brett, I just wanted to let you know that we're glad that you're here with us because we have a bunch of exciting topics to, to discuss today. You know, things like. Um, and yeah, so <laughs> on, to, on to you, Brett. Listeners, Jeff just looked at the agenda and realized that this is the one time where he did not list the topics in the intro. That was fantastic, Jeff. Jeff, this is like our good friend Lana's favorite movie, There Will Be Bleep. <laughs> there Will Be Bleep. First of all, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Cafe Sola Azteca in Newton, Mass. So if you happen to live in the New England area... Or if Great you're willing food. willing to travel for truly authentic, delicious Mexican food, head over to Cafe Soles Checa in Newton Center, Newton Mass. We're bringing you Taco Donna Tuesdays, 10% off your food, not your alcohol, really? 10% off your amazingly delicious and authentic Mexican food for the entire month of February, which is pretty much over. Brett, and does that include my hot chocolate? It includes the month of March, Jeff. What? I think it would include your hot chocolate. They really? also have really good, really strong Mexican coffee. Do they have sugar? Uh, Azucar. I think so. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to those guys again for sponsoring us. And that, again, is for the entire month of February and March. Tell them the Skywalk sent you. Jeff, let me tell you what is in this episode. Today we will have the first instance of YTD Watch. A new segment on the show. Oh, really? For as long as Taika Waititi is involved in the Star Wars universe. I'm sorry. That's not the sound that we put at the end of our... Intro. No. That is Utini. According to the spelling of the MP3 so that I downloaded Utini. from somewhere. Not the same. Is there another Star Wars television show going into production, Jeff? Uh, episode 9. Not really much in the way of news, but there are some developments. Let's call them developments. But they're kind of cool. And you may realize that this is our 80th episode. Wow. Jeff, we're going to do a thing called This Episode Year in Star Wars, which means we're going to take the episode, which is 80, apply it to the year 1980, and talk about what happened that year in Star Wars, which, of course, is The Empire Strikes Back. Absolutely. Social meteors, before we get into the meat of this episode, okay, we'll talk about how the good Moof Milkers can find us on social media. I'm just remembering how you pronounce Moof Milkers earlier. <laughs> uh, iTunes, search for the Skywalk. You all right, man? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how I said it. Uh, you how don't, did it come out? You don't want to know, but I'll play it back for you later. On iTunes, search for the Skywalk. Sky is in sky, walk as in the thing you cook in. And those are separate words as Jeff pointed out to me when he tried to find us on Spotify. Uh, So subscribe there and leave us a review if you can. That would help us out a lot. That helps us to get the word out so other people can find our podcast. And so I would just point out it's the space sky space walk. Which is equally as important to know on Spotify. Same deal. The space sky space walk space. I swear we won't do that every time. No, you don't need a space at the end. Uh, Three words. 
Disgracebook, facebook.com slash the skywalk. No spaces there. Twitter, at the skywalk. No spaces there. Instagram, at the skywalk. No spaces there. Podomatic, Jeffrey. Well, listeners, you know how we do. It's starwarsovercoffee.podomatic.com. Jeff, as always, we have a list of banned words for this episode. Yes, we do. Banned words, phrases, or topics. First of all, we're going to ban anything that starts with John Williams is recovering from dot, dot, dot. Jeff, Don't this need is, to hear it. This is like a weekly occurrence at this point. So, and, and you know what I like in it too, Brett? Yeah. It's like having the newborn and the parent is interested in every color of their baby's poop. <laughs> but guess what? No one else is. That's right. It's a good way to put it, Jeff. Uh, also banned. Anything that starts with Ryan Johnson is still making a Star War. Has Th- that been has that been a thing? Right? It was a question. I haven't Jeff. even seen that. I know, I know. I, I should have I should yeah. I should have given you a little context on that. Yeah, yeah, help me out here. It was reported that he would no longer be directing a oh, Star please, War. Really? And he came out on Twitter Come and was on. like, "Nah, yo, I'm still directing a Star War." Or well, he didn't say how many, but you know. Interesting. I think it's just like, disgruntled no fanboys trying to will it into existence. Yeah, but like nobody really believes that. Right. I like, know. You, you know what I'm saying? Come on. I know. The dude's I, been paid already. He, I'm pretty sure he cast a check. Is it just a different flavor of trolling, though? Is it just instead of like replying to everything Ryan Johnson tweets with, you ruined Star Wars, they're just changing it to like, hey, I know. News. Ryan Johnson no longer directing Star Wars. Mm. I think just it's just an alternate take on the troll. So you think it's clickbait? I do. I do. Waititi Watch. Jeffrey, what's new in the world of Taika Waititi? Okay. Apparently, this should be an ongoing Whose segment. Whose name just sounds like a, a puff doll. What's the name of the little troll doll? Uh, oh, Treasure Trolls. Treasure Troll. Yeah. You think one of them would be named Waititi? Taika Waititi. <laughs> I think he'd be super f- I think he would be super flattered if you were ever to meet him and tell him that. I just uh, want to give him a big hug. As you know, Taika Waititi is ger- directing at least one episode, as far as we know. Of, of the Mandalorian. Of the live action series, The Mandalorian. And he spoke about it recently. He has some interesting comments here. Here's what he had to say. I'm quoting not not the entire quote, pulling the relevant parts here. Waititi confirmed that the first live action Star Wars series would match the tone of the original trilogy. Jeff, to interject for a second here, I do think this is at least partially in reaction to Last Jedi backlash. Could be really. I, I'm not saying this in a negative way. I'm, this it, is, this I is still think very it might positive. Be backlash to Solo too. It could be. I think it's. I think it's a response to people who really long for the days of Star Wars past. You know, they want the tone of the original trilogy. He talks about, and, and here's what he says. He goes on to say, uh, speaking about uh, the people running things for Star Wars. They know that the tone of the first films should really should be kind of adhered to. That's what the fans like, and you can't really disrespect it, meaning the original trilogy, I suppose. I guess is a nicer way of saying, can't put too many jokes in. There's a bit, definitely my tone is in there, the dialogue and stuff like that. So Jeff, he's saying that he couldn't be as jokey or maybe irreverent. I think that's one of the things that people Mm -hmm. don't like when it comes to Star Wars. But it's good that he's saying that his tone is still there. I, that guy oozes personality in everything he does. So I, I think this is kind of a perfect marriage, possibly. Maybe. That you take somebody who's so colorful and unique, and sure, you give him some, some boundaries and guidelines, but maybe there's a happy medium. The jokes that were in A New Hope, especially, mm-hmm. they were all natural. Yeah. 
meaning that the jokes were happening between the characters. Yep. They weren't jokes that were only implied by the video editing mm-hmm. that the audience would see. Mm, interesting. So I'm okay with jokes. I hadn't thought about it that way. But I don't want the jokes to be, oh, it's funny because we're looking at it. So are you referring to things like in The Last Jedi when the thing that we're supposed to think is a spaceship or something is actually an iron? Yeah. Yeah. See, I, see to me – Yeah. That was terrible. I agree. And I you love know what I'm saying? I like, love The Last Jedi, as you know, Jeff. I love it to death. That needs to be cut. But if I could, I would take it out. Yeah. Um, continuing on The Mandalorian, uh, Boba Fett's legacy. So Taika Waititi talked about Boba Fett. And he says, for most kids growing up with those films, Boba Fett was one of the most f- favorite characters. He did say one of the most favorite characters, uh, even though he's barely in the films. Just the idea of bounty hunters, the helmets are so cool. Just getting to see the characters like that and getting to shoot with them is pretty cool. So this article that we got this from, by the way, is from Slash Film. Um, They're just reporting on a panel that Taika Waititi spoke at. But he's talking about Boba Fett in a way that they're speculating maybe it could somehow carry on his legacy. I don't know if that's just in referring to him verbally or if they're talking about Boba Fett somehow showing back up alive and well Mm -hmm. or at least alive uh, in the timeline of The Mandalorian. So I think that would be kind of cool. And lastly, he talked about stormtroopers. He revealed a massive stormtrooper army scene. So he basically spoke about shooting with, in his words, 50 or 60 of them. It's pretty amazing. So that should be pretty cool. And Do you believe those stormtroopers are CG or real? Uh, that's a good question. I think both. Maybe you... You could have like two stormtroopers running around all day filming in front of green screen and then you turn them into 60. Ah, you know? okay. All right, but he did right. say, well, actually, Jeff, his exact quote is, it was every kid's dream just to see a stormtrooper. When you're doing these scenes with like 50 or 60 of them, it's pretty amazing. I loved it. It sounds like he's talking about actually filming. That's what I'm talking about, With 50 man. or 60 stormtroopers in character. Oh, hey. I thought you were implying that they were CG. I, no, no. I'm implying that maybe it was the 501st. I hope you're. Oh, man. Yeah, they deserve it. They deserve to be in there. Wow. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Um, here's what this makes me think. All right, here and we go. full-heartedly, I may be getting my hopes up too much yes. for this show. But to me, what's different between Star Wars TV mm-hmm. up, up to this point and Star Wars movies, Star Wars movies you watch over and over and over and over again, right? Um, Star Wars TV, I have not always found that way. Mm. I like The Clone Wars. I like Rebels. I like Resistance. But I never, almost never find myself... Wanting to go back. You like all three? I like all three to varying degrees. We might have to talk about this. All right, go ahead. I rarely find myself wanting to go back and rewatch an episode. There are exceptions. Uh, In Rebels, for example, uh, there was that, the Darth Maul episode, Mm -hmm. the Maul episode, uh, the B-Wing prototype episode that I love. Um, but rarely, other than those handful of episodes, do I go back and rewatch an episode of Rebels. The okay. finale as well. I've watched right. that a couple of times. Could The Mandalorian change all that? You know, if, if it looks as good as we think it could, if it, and I think, again, the key thing there is that it not look like CG. It has to feel real. You're right. There are things that look good, like Marvel movies, Avengers Endgame, uh, Infinity War, that look amazing. Yeah. But never once do you feel like the planet Titan is a real place. You're always aware. You're constantly aware that it's CG. There are other things in Star Wars, especially where 
there are things like that as well, and I think that's a flaw. There are other things where you really do think it's real. Yeah, you know, Tatooine, it, we think it's real. Yeah, we know, we know it's real. Yeah. But then there are things like in Rogue One, uh, Radis, the Mon Calamari commander or whatever. Yeah. His ship, that entire bridge of the ship is fake. Yes. And you never knew it. That. No one would have known that. So if it reaches that level of realness, okay. then I think in the story, obviously the story is the other huge component. It has to be good enough yeah. that it's part of Star Wars lore, not just canon because Disney says they it's made canon, it. yeah. because, but fans accept it as true. And it has that, you know, Jeff, it's just got that thing where you just know. You know, there are, I feel like till now, same thing with Rebels and Resistance. There are only parts of it where you're just like, that's a Star Wars ship. That's a Star Wars character. Where you would okay. put those, you I know, agree. you would put I those agree. in the ring with, you know, the characters of Legend. Yeah, yeah. Poor choice of words because Legends is not real anymore. No, but you know what I mean, Jeff. So it, my comment to that, Brett, would be that when you're making the commitment to a TV show, it's... Are you willing to watch the entire series again? Yeah. Not just are yeah. you willing to watch episodes again, right? But you know, and for me, the test of success isn't whether The Mandalorian the season is a success. To me, the success is will we see Mandalorian season two, three, four, and five? Right. Right. Will you be able to binge watch? Yeah. The Mandalorian. Yeah. Well, so because I, I can't do that. I'm. I can tell you right now, I'm never doing that with Resistance. Right. Um, with Clone Wars, maybe. Rebels, yes. Yeah. I will rewatch it. So I think we're talking about two different things. You're saying, you know, you're thinking about it, the success of it being that TV style success. And what I'm hoping for is that it's beyond that. Because but, typically in, in television terms, right? Yeah, you get another season, that's a success. But that's not what I want. I want, you know, well, I'm just saying... just getting another season doesn't mean it's rewatchable. Right. Oh, exactly. That's my so, point. You know, like, yeah. uh, what I would love is that... And, and the good thing is that there are a limited number of episodes, as we know. It's probably going to be six or eight episodes in one season. And that's why I think... And that's why I think you can start having that movie-level rewatchability. And I think a contributing factor is this thing of having different directors, right? Because I think if you're a director and you're making a whole season of a show, you're going to have some weak moments, right? Exactly. But if you're Taika Waititi and you've only got your one episode, it can be a movie. You know, it can be a short movie. And you can put everything into it, all of your ideas. I think the quality – now, maybe that's going to hurt the continuity. Yeah. Jeff, maybe my expectation is low. Maybe what I'm saying is I will be content. If, if you just get one. If I get one or two episodes a season that I treasure the way I treasure Empire Strikes Back or A New Hope or, or any Star Wars movie to where I want to go back and watch that one episode many, many times over. I would only be okay with that if that one episode was contained. Yeah. Right. And I doubt that that's going to be the mean. case. That does happen with certain shows. You have something like the X-Files where there's sort of this. Yes. Yeah, see, now um, there's one-offs. There's a continuing storyline, but then mm -hmm. there's one-offs as well. Yes. So I now there's one-off one rewatchability yeah. with the X-Files. You know, But with most TV shows, that's not the case. Right. And you know what's great about this, though, Jeff? They can have a series like that because this is not the only series. They can try a show where, yeah, sure, there's this kind of ongoing storyline. Maybe it involves the First Order or maybe not at all or whatever. Mm -hmm. But you're also going to have these one-off adventures. And that's why I said Tales from the Cantina. Yeah. Because here's my thing. Mm -hmm. Just tell us that. Don't surprise us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't – that should not be a surprise. Right. That all of these episodes are going to be one-off stories 
that are self-contained that can happen at any point and yeah. the only thing you know is that it's Star Wars related Speaking of Star Wars television, Jeffrey, <gasps> there is another. Is there another oh, Star you're gonna Wars have to bring live that action show? I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you mean you're, you're saying that my Yoda impression wasn't good enough and that I should replace it? I'm saying the anticipation is so great, <laughs> we have to bring in the real thing. All right, all right. Um, production has but good begun. Impression, Brian. <laughs> uh, this is from, this is by, thank you, Jeffrey. By way of fan, th- no, you don't have to. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm the first to tell you how bad my impressions are. Uh, this one by way of Fanthatracks.com, awesome website for Star Wars news. Yeah. Production on a third as yet unannounced TV series in the Star Wars galaxy has begun in the UK according to publicly available company records. This can, of course, mean very early design development and does not necessarily mean they will see final production. So that's the disclaimer. This could be nothing, but a third show has gone into production. So what could it be? Well... This coincides with another report that comes from StarWarsNews.net. Mm. Report. 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 Like the voice at the beginning of Clone Wars episodes. Report. Obi-Wan Kenobi series to be made for Disney Plus streaming service. Does that sound more like the SNL guy? Yeah. He passed away. The article says, the report we're says, so bad. the report says, okay. we were told that an Obi-Wan Kenobi limited TV series is happening, is the next top priority for the Disney Plus streaming service. Is it live action? And that it could be as many as six episodes. Yes, Jeff. Live action. Uh, Are you sure? Yes. And here's why. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> no, but well, the, the, so the whole article goes on to talk about how it was initially conceived, the rumor again, that originally this was supposed to be a movie, a live action movie. And then Bob Eager shut it down. Bob Eager was not eager to make the movie. Oh. <laughs> um, he was on the Oscar Awards the other day, was by the he? way. Yeah. And a couple of people actually thanked him. Felt a little gross. Yuck. Um, so they go on to talk about Ewan McGregor, how he's still been very friendly with mm-hmm. the people at Disney. He was at the Solo premiere. Please, use me again. But then things change when the Solo movie didn't do as well as they had hoped. Wah, wah, wah. They do say in this article, credit to StarWarsNewsNet.com, mm-hmm. they, they say, although there are many TV series rumors out there right now, we are told this one is happening and will go into production. So they do have these disclaimers. We'll it may not happen. Or will it be announced at Star Wars Celebration in Chicago in April? Could be, but it could be. I don't want to hear it because it could be. I just want to know about the title. The only reason I'll say that that makes kind of common sense, Jeff, mm. is that I expect there to be sort of a tiered approach to Disney's announcements at, at Star Wars Absolutely. Celebration, right? Yeah. So you'll you'll get a you'll get a trailer, a teaser trailer for Episode Nine, right? Maybe you get something on the same level for The Mandalorian, maybe a trailer or maybe just a little snippet of footage or something. And then I think it's going to work down from there. You know, maybe they reveal the logo and branding for the Cassian Andor series. And then maybe for this Obi-Wan thing, if it is real, maybe all they do is confirm it and just show like maybe a logo, right? Or maybe just the name. Or maybe Ewan McGregor is there. Maybe. Now, see that, Jeff, that is like the 5%... Uh, you know, if you bet five bucks on it, you'd make a million dollars. Speaking of which, the odds are very low. Would you pay to uh, get an autograph from him? No. Here's what (laughs) you know. It's a good thing you said that, Jeff. For anyone preparing to go to Star Wars Celebration, (laughs) I'm pretty sure 
Uh, recently, they opened things up where you could sign up for the people that you want to uh, get an autograph That's what from I mean. or a photo from. Can I just plead with people? Please never pay for someone's autograph. I mean, it's the most like, useless don't thing. Do, it. do you love Star you know? Wars because of someone's autograph? No. no. Does, does you love ins- the movie. Does that inspire you? I mean, you now the person, that's different. You know, and two years ago when... But, okay, but here's the thing. Yes. What if they signed as the character? If they signed as the character, only if they signed the photo as the character. That I'd be down for. But here's the other thing, Jeff. They're not going to be in that. Ali met... Mark Hamill two years ago mm-hmm. he was wearing a Cosby sweater you know so it was not like oh I'm here with Luke Skywalker was he really although she still imagined she was there with Luke Skywalker we won't get into that oh snap um, speaking of Star Wars celebration in Chicago Jeff <laughs> they attempted to sell an exclusive pin set to celebration attendees people who had I believe only people who had purchased tickets Houston we have a problem yeah they had a problem it brought down their website so uh, that's the bad news the good news is they got like a month and a half to work out the bugs. I'm, I'm really am glad that that happened because, mm. you know, I, I think the biggest problem with these type of events is they just can't handle the capacity, you know, the, the, the capacity. But you know what? You better have the swag because I just paid $200 to get into this yeah. conference. I, I want everything. I think they will. But here's another pro tip, people. Here we go. You want a good Star Wars pin? It's probably not coming from Disney. Ooh. You know. So do you want to pay double and then not be able to get it because the website shuts down? Or do you just want to buy from a cool Star Wars fan making their own more creative Star Wars pins online? Yeah. For half the price. Yeah. that Count me into that latter category. Uh, episode 9, Jeffrey. That's what it's really about. Before we get into the developments, Jeff, I just want to do another PSA for the Move Milkers. I just want to say, let's get all in on this Episode 9 trailer for two reasons, Jeff. Mm. Reason number one. Okay. I, I know. We always say don't still, get your hopes up. Yeah, right? yeah. And does this still yeah. – ap- the pact does still apply here? The pact applies. But remember, we can watch the first one. Okay. The teaser trailer, right? At least. I haven't committed to anything, Jeff. <laughs> but, but, you know, we're both okay. watching the All teaser right. trailer. We've okay. agreed to that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, reason number one. All right. It's going to be dope. You know this trailer is going to be dope. You know J.J. Abrams only and, and makes you know what? Here's incredible the thing. trailers. Here's Jeff. the thing. Yeah. This is what he's good at, Brett. Yeah. This is his superpower. Yeah. His superpower is literally showing a trailer of a movie that doesn't show us the full details. Yeah. He knows the best way to hide something with cinematography. <laughs> I won't put it in such a skeptical light, Jeff. <laughs> But that does tie into reason number two, which is this trailer is most likely going to be better than the actual movie. Remember, Jeff, for example, the very first thing released for The Force Awakens, which was that teaser trailer that released whatever year that was on Thanksgiving. Chewy, we're home. You remember the Kylo Ren shot? Where he's walking into the forest like a freaking monster the and ignites best his red thing saber. I've ever seen. The best thing we've ever seen, and it's not From in the movie. trailer. And it's not in the movie, Jeff. <laughs> it only appears in that trailer, which makes that trailer the best Star Wars movie we've seen <laughs> in the last 10 years, right? So good. Uh, it's so good. And the other thing, we talked about this before. I mean, dude, the, 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 the snow falling the snow. onto the lit lightsaber. It's a new lightsaber. like, And it's dark. Dude, do you know how many times like people started making up what a lightsaber could look like after this one? Oh, after man. that shot, yeah. everyone flipped out. Yep. They're like, wow. That shot was so good. You know what? My lightsaber has seven blades. Yep. Well, my lightsaber, 
has fractional braids. My lightsaber expands and contracts. <laughs> I see what you did there. Go a couple episodes back for that one, people. <laughs> I wonder how it would have worked in that setting, Jeff. Won't get into it. Um, <clears throat> episode nine. But just live in the moment, you know. Here, and I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious about this. I don't live in the moment. Go I'm ahead. not even trying to sound snarky. Okay. It might be the most fun and the most excitement you get. You know, I think the movie is going to be good. I hope for the movie to be good. I do think you're going to get chills at certain points during the movie. Maybe. But like percentage-wise, right? I mean, you're you're only talking about a two-minute trailer compared to a two and a half-hour movie. Mm-hmm. So obviously, there's going to be some lulls, whatever. This two-minute trailer is going to be pure concentrated unadulterated excitement (laughs) and joy for star wars you know and that's what it's all about like i still have fond memories of seeing the episode one trailer for the first time i do but getting back on the episode nine track episode nine wrapped filming this past week jeffrey as you saw jj abrams posted a beautiful photo i did of oscar isaac daisy ridley and john boyega the triumvirate hugging it out and it is beautiful it's a beautiful photo um, it just got me so excited, Jeff. What was your reaction? I didn't like I didn't like Finn's hairdo. Okay, me neither. So I didn't know what was up with that. Hmm. I did like the group hug. Yeah. The one thing I'm happy about is that I'm so happy that they chose actors who really, really like Star Wars. Yeah. Right. Oh, so yeah. like they put They're it like in. you know they put into it like I, you know regardless of whatever critique I may have had the acting the expression on their face. Yes. Would you have been freaked out if Adam Driver was in the group hug? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Th- th- then, then I'd be like, nah. I feel like he should be there Mm-mm. because he's he may be the most important part of the cast. Which is why this. he shouldn't be there. Yeah, I know. I know. Come I know. on now. Well, you gonna you can't freak out the kids. Yeah. Right. They're gonna be like, mommy, why is Kylo Ren hugging me? <laughs> yeah. Um. You I know, think it was beautiful. It's My, funny because you don't see any shots of Darth Vader group hugging everybody. No, exactly. Right? Yeah, if you look hard enough, you might. Um, my one concern, I'm glad you mentioned Finn's hair because I'm out on Finn's hair as well. I don't think it's good. Um, my other concern is Poe's wearing suspenders. Is he? I have a little concern about that, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to tell. check that. Yeah, you know. Now, it, it's very likely, Jeff, that you won't be able to see the suspenders in the movie. You know, he might be wearing a jacket or it could just be some practical thing to hold. I mean, maybe he was uh, on one of those harness things to do some move or whatever. Yeah. So you might not see them in the movie. I hope you don't because this is Star Wars, not Stargate. Um, <laughs> Jeff, wow. speaking of. I do remember that movie. Right. Okay. You know, it's like, I don't want James Spader in this movie. Uh, speaking of episode nine, we still don't know the title. Okay. And according to Lucasfilm Story Group's Pablo Hidalgo on Twitter, he said, if it has a title, I don't know it. Isn't that something? So at this point, I really hope Even that they Lucasfilm just, just save no it. Clue. The Story Group. Those people do not know the title of episode nine. I think this is good. I'm kind of happy at this point, since they haven't given us anything up till now, just save it for celebration. <laughs> Lastly, J.J. Abrams was interviewed, but said nothing because okay. he's good at that. But he did say what a great person Billy D. Williams is. Speaking of Lando, Jeffrey, let's get oh, on oh, to oh. our brief but loving tribute to The Empire Strikes Back. Brief? Again, this is our 80th episode in the year 1980. The yes, greatest movie of all time. Greatest movie of all time. Jeff, what does Empire Strikes Back mean to you? The greatest movie That's- of all time. That's all you need to say. It's 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 the best. I it's it's got 
It's got highs, it's got lows, it's got romance, it's got action, it's got death. I mean, everything. Jeff, I couldn't agree more. It is by far the greatest movie I have ever seen in my life. Um, I've never moved off of that stance, yeah. only because nothing has earned the right to knock it from the top spot. <laughs> I don't just mean for Star Wars. It, to oh. me, it's the best movie I've ever seen. Like, ever. And I know like, it's not perfect, but yeah. see, that doesn't matter. Oh. Sometimes the imperfections, it's like whatever. The stuff that's good is so good and so much better than anything else. And the way it expanded on the original. But let me tell you what some of our listeners had to say. This one's from Rui, talking right. about what Empire Strikes Back means to him. He says, I was 10 when the movie came out. And while I loved A New Hope... I was still quite young, and with Empire, I was getting older. I was now a grown-up, and Empire was the same, in my opinion. It was a grown-up movie compared to A New Hope, and I think that's true, Jeff. Absolutely. Um, Marcus said The Empire Strikes Back was the first film he saw in the cinema. Now, given that he commented on this in a Star Wars Facebook group, the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics, guessing that means he liked it. <laughs> uh, Jack, our good friend Jack, also from the, Star, uh, the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics, said that this was the second Star Wars film my uncle showed me after Return of the Jedi, Empire Strikes Back, when I was six years old. Hoth and Cloud City were what always stood out for me as a kid. So this movie, even more so than A New Hope, introduced worlds yeah. to us. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's like this is what could happen on this world. Your imagination can come to life in yep. these movies. Yep. And what was interesting is there's no big weapon at the end of the story, yes. right? There's yes. no there's no huge climax. Nope. The climax there is, is the drama, right? Between two people. Between two people, but it's not it's not like some epic battle that's, right. that's supposed to be happening. They didn't say here's another Death Star, but it's not a Death Star because it's ten percent bigger. Yeah. Here's what I like. I feel like this movie, like no other, jumps effortlessly from one tone to the next. One second it's horror you know with the wampa in the cave yep. and the next thing it's humor it goes from romance to danger joy to betrayal despair to hope it never feels dire even though it's dark which is something i think the force awakens failed at towards the end of the movie yep. and even though what happens in empire is horrible it's still fun to watch yeah and it's beautiful to watch like no other movie i've ever seen and i think that's what you know if you go in jeff it's interesting we won't get into it now but if you go on metacritic Mm. And you can find the the tally of reviews for The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. And they'll provide a little blurb. And that's what a lot of them talk about. It's just how it goes from one emotion or one tone to the next. So organically effortlessly. and effortlessly. Yeah. Um, and that's what I love about Star Wars. Star Wars itself perfectly blends all of these things. You know, sometimes you see a kid and it's like, oh, yeah, that kid looks like their mom or that kid looks like their dad. Sometimes you see a kid and there's such a perfect blend of the two that they don't really resemble either one. And to me, that's Star Wars. It's so many genres blended together. Space opera, yes. Sci-fi, yes. Fantasy, action, adventure, comedy, romance. It's all of that stuff, but it's blended together so well. And it doesn't even look like any one of the movies that it borrowed from in particular. 2001 A Space Odyssey is maybe the only thing where you can see the influence that clearly, where it really wears that on its sleeve. And that's because it was using some of the same people that worked on that movie, and that was was deliberate. That was a big inspiration. But it's so different. It's not the same. It's so different. It's that meets American graffiti, and it's got humor, which 2001 has none. You know, and, and which is not a knock. It's that's no, that's great th- because it's on purpose. Because it's so different that it's yeah. almost unrecognizable. And to me, it's like its own genre, and that's why Jeff. 
that's why I am not uh, on board with what I refer to as the genrefication of Star Wars. So a lot of people say, you know, I want to see Star Wars, but like as a war movie like The Dirty Dozen, which is what Rogue One was. And I enjoyed Rogue One. I enjoyed it too. Right. But you don't want that to be Star Wars. Right. Like I, that's I think, what I'm saying. Like I think a lot of times Dave Filoni, he throws in so much of the Lord of the Rings influence, but it's like, but that's Lord of the Rings. That's not what makes Star Wars what it is. Mm-hmm. Even J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson, I think they incorporated a lot of their love of Spielberg movies into their movies. Yes. I don't even want to see that. And I love Spielberg, you know? <laughs> but I don't want to see that in the movie unless it's unrecognizable. But, Jeff, here's the good thing. Yeah. That's just me. Everybody loves Star Everyone's Wars for got different reasons. And, you know, the thing is, it's hard to catch lightning in a bottle, man. Yeah. And th- th- that movie represents it. Like through and through. Yep. I I love that movie from beginning to end. The music. Oh man. Amazing. Oh man. Like I listen to the soundtrack over and over and yeah. over. It tugs at the emotional heartstrings on multiple levels. Yeah. It's just a beautiful thing. You know Every scene of that movie is amazing. We're not doing it justice with this brief little tribute. You know, we could only talk about Hoth. And we still wouldn't uh, have Jeff, enough time. I was walking here today. We had the lightest, fluffiest snow overnight here in New England. Were you thinking Hoth oh, this yeah. morning just I thought, like I was? Je- I thought to myself, this is why I love snow. This is like Most people, <laughs> right? <laughs> most people here, as you know, they mm-hmm. complain about the traffic, the shoveling, the scraping of the car, all of this that stuff. This is the kind of snow I want. And I'm just like, we're in Hoth, man. <laughs> this is amazing. Anything can happen on Hoth. <laughs> Anyway, we got one more thing to throw <sighs> Good in things. before we end this episode. All right. Shout out to our man, Ludwig. Mandalorian Gorenson, as no I will way. call him from now on, Jeff. Ludwig. As you know, he's scoring The Mandalorian. Yes, well, he, he just is. won an Oscar for best score for his work on Black Panther. That's right, people. Shout out to Welcome Ludwig. Welcome to Wakanda. What are we going to talk about on our next episode? You can only Everything. find out on Instagram. Get over to our Instagram oh. channel, man. Next time, we'll probably talk a little bit about celebration, and we'll probably talk about a little something called Laser Sword. <laughs> This is Jeff. This is Brett. And we're just talking about Star Wars all the time on the Skywalk.